Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Christ Centered Online. My name is Tim Fryer. I'm the lead pastor here at Christ Centered Church, and I'm super excited, like on 10,000 this morning, to be with you, to bring you the word, and we get ready to jump in. Good morning to everybody's online. I see Arnetta, and I see Karen. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Dorianne and Tammy. Good morning, Lois and Regina and Jeff. And Angela, Sherry, I'm just trying to holler out everybody that I see real quick. Good morning to everybody. I want to give a super duper dope shout out. Good morning, Bonita, to my niece, Jazz, whose birthday is today. I want to say Jazz turns 27 today, 27 or somewhere like that. So I want to say good morning uh, to you and happy birthday, Jazz. So that's cool. Hey, listen, if you've not had a chance to like and share, here is a great time to do that. Let me say this to you. Um, I see that many of you uh, will put in the um, in the chat that this like the teaching is so good. Some of you say, man, I learned so much when I log on. Some of you say things like I've never heard it this way. Listen, if that is your testimony, why don't you invite somebody to watch with you? No, literally, why don't you get your friends together, tell them we're going to do a brunch on Sunday. Everybody bring a covered dish. That's why, that way you ain't got to cook all that. And tell them to come in. We'll watch uh, service together, learn, and then we'll eat after. I mean, in some way, you can connect with your, con your community, your network, and let them know that, hey, I'm learning some stuff that's going to change my life. Because now is the time that the body of Christ needs to stand up with the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ through his word, through the revelation of the Holy Spirit, so that we can be the kingdom in the earth. Y'all with me? Throw your own watch party. Throw your own connect, community connect. Throw, uh, connect with your network. You know, cast your net to your network and let them know we're learning some stuff over here. Because there's several of you who have joined us and been a part of the, become a part of the nation because you have heard from somebody else that the teaching is good. If you believe it and that the worship is good, if you believe it, invite somebody. Let's get on. So if you've not had a chance to give this morning, you can give. All of our giving information is in the chat and you can do that. It's right here on your screen. You can give this morning. Look, we're able to do what we do because of the uh, giving of Christ Centered Church. That's what that's what gives us what we need. Because listen, salvation is free, but ministry costs. And so in order for us to do what we do, we got to do, we got to have the, the funds to do it. And I want to thank you for being faithful in your giving. Number one, when you give, you're being obedient to the word. You are lining up with the heart of God because God so loved that he gave. And when you do that, it puts in the hand of the Lord's work here in the earth. It gives us what we need. Now, we're ready to stretch. We're ready to expand. We're ready to do more. Listen, it's going to take funding to do more. There are some things that the Lord has been pressing into my heart about our church, about our next, about our development. And so in order to do that, we're ready. There's some there's some things I've been looking at, some new uh, networks that people have to subscribe to in order to watch Kingdom TV. And I believe that we should be on it. In order for us to do that, we got to have the funding. We got to have the facility to be able to do what we do, record it and make it ready. But I believe that there is, that God is establishing some spiritual Christian entertainment development out there that we need to be a part of. And we only do that when we give. So listen, yeah, I'm asking this morning that you increase, that you challenge yourself, even in today's time, challenge yourself to increase your giving, increase your giving by 1%, 2% over your, your regular giving and watch what the Lord does in the midst of us. We need a place to develop what God has and what he's given us, both musically and teaching and culturally, we need it. And so we are ready to go. And I'm asking you today, as you give, to consider what's next. Give prophetically today. Give toward what's next so we can keep uh, growing and blowing up the airways with this Christ-centered message, message. Hey, listen, about... 80-something percent of y'all today said y'all was ready to go to the Word. 
About 12% of y'all today said that you are ready and that you need a little prayer. So we're going to pray with you this morning and we're going to jump into the word. So here's what I want you to do. Get your devices. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you go there, let's get ready to roll. I'm excited about this uh, teaching that we're doing. I'm excited. And we get ready to move forward in this series. And this series is called Kingdom Loading. And we're going to talk a little bit this morning about this and what God is saying to us and why he's having us to do what he's doing or have us do what we're doing and telling us what he's telling us in this time. So let's pray together this morning as we approach our preaching moment. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you. I give you glory and honor for this day. I thank you now that everything you do, you do it well. I thank you, Lord, that you are perfecting those things that concern us. Now, Lord, those who are a little down today, who need a little extra lift, I pray that you would make the great exchange for them this morning. Would you give them the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness? I pray this morning for those who are not feeling well in their body, that your healing grace is the Go into where they are right now and touch them as only you can. For you are the balm in Gilead. So pour in today into our bodies your healing salve. I pray this morning for the Buffalo community. I pray for Lord for those who've lost loved ones this morning. I pray, God, that your hand, that your justice, that your mercy, that your overcoming power will step into that community this morning. I pray, God, that even with this uh, tragedy, that you would cause the community to come together even the more. And I pray, Father, that even the Christ-centered nation that's among them would stand up and be a part of the change in the community. So I pray a special grace for Tammy and the family, a special pray, grace this morning for them to do all that you've called them to do. And we give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, my prayer this morning is that you would think through my mind, speak through my mouth, give me clarity of thought and agility of wit. Allow me to talk in the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for the word this morning? Let me see some hearts in the chat to let me know that you're there, that you're ready. Yeah. So listen, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody that I haven't had a chance to speak to so far. We say good morning to you. Now I'm ready. Okay, I see you. I see you. Let's go. So listen, in this new series or this series we've been doing that we're moving forward in kingdom loading. I want to start here this morning um, at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting at verse 4. I'm just going to read 4 through 11, but we're going to look at some other texts. So keep your devices open and out. Get your notes ready. Uh, we're, going, we're going to hear from the Lord today in a didactic way. This is uh, school. <laughs> Good morning, class. Are we ready? All right, verse 4 says this. I'm reading from the ESV this morning, English Standard Version. Uh, this morning says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit uh, the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one or one and the same spirit and he has given them to each one just as 
he determines. All right, so far our scripture reading today, I want to talk to you from this thought today. Here it is. What we need when we need it. What we need when we need it. Okay, so week before last, uh, we did a, a talk called um, uh, Available Space. And what I said to you in that talk is that when Jesus goes back to the Father after he comes out of the tomb, after he spends some days with his disciples, uh, he brings to life the scripture in John 14 and 12. And it reads, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that he will, uh, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do because I go to my father. So for those who believe, what I said to you was when Jesus goes back to the father, he automatically. Listen, in the life of the believer, he automatically increases our capacity. When he left. Now, I keep bringing this back to you because uh, I kind of feel like that we as body of the body of believers, we are indifferent to the fact that we're not seeing uh, miracle signs and wonders. And the truth of it is many, uh, many of the believers today, as long as they get their needs met and they're getting their own blessings, they don't really care. And I'm coming against that and I'm going to slay that demon of indifference. Because if Jesus said that we're supposed to do some work and even more than what he did, then we need to step into our role. Because the bottom line is the saints got to look. They look at the church for programming Well, the church should do this for me. And I need this. And the church is not doing this. When the real deal is the church can only do what the saints step up and do. Yeah, that's it. The church can only do what the saints step up and do. And the challenge is we have, you know, 20 percent of the people doing all this work. It's a 2080 rule. It's called the Pareto principle that 20 percent of the people do 80 percent of the work. And so then we have this expectation. Saints have this expectation of what the church should be doing. And then we say stuff like, well, the church is not even helping the people in the community. Well, that's because the saints. Don't step up and volunteer to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah, about that. So then what happens now is we don't have this expectation to live out what Jesus says. Oh, sure, 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 sure. We quote the scriptures that says, if I confess it, you know, I, whatever it is I say, if I if I declare it, if I say it, that he'll give it to me. We love that. We love the he calls those things that be not as though it were. We, we, we love those scriptures. We love now unto him is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all, you know, love those scriptures. But what we're not quoting the fact that those who believe. Jesus says that greater works than these. Than what I've done, he says, they're going to do because I go to the father. He says that signs will follow them that believe. <coughs> and so the question is, are you seeing signs in your life? Are they coming? Are they following you? No, no, no. I'm not talking about signs in your life for your good. I'm talking about signs in your life that benefit the people around you, that because you are in your network, that miracle signs and wonders are in your network because you go to brunch with your girls, that your girls get a word of knowledge. Look at it, Look at you. Mm hmm. That your girls get a prophecy. That your that, that your boys that you that you go fishing with when something happens that they could call you and you come in and lay hands on the children. Huh? Declare victory in the family because you are there. And that's what I'm saying to you in this series that God is saying that because you are a part of the body, because you are a believer, that everywhere you step, every place you go into kingdom loading and everything that comes in. See, I'm sick. I, honestly, honestly, business as usual is so like I'm so over it right now. 
I'm so over it. I'm really, I, I want to go into a place and cast a demon out. I want to go into a place and start seeing people who are in, in wheelchairs and people who are having about to do major surgery. And we lay hands on them and they come back with the miracle that says they got x-rays and MRIs. And now whatever they was going to operate on is totally gone. That's what that's where we are. God is restoring it, people. I know I'm on 10,000. I'm on 10,000 this morning. <laughs> I'm on 10,000. He's given us the capacity. Listen, and the reason why God is having us to look at this and to hear it throughout, not just at Christ Center, but throughout the body worldwide. For those who have an ear, let them hear. I said to you a few weeks ago that the way we should be operating, it's not just for the clergy. It's not for ordained. It's not just for the pastor. It's not just for the people who step around, walk around talking about I'm a prophet. I'm an apostle. That's not that's not Bible. It's not Bible that only a few should receive it. Jesus says those who believe. Mm hmm. So God is releasing and restoring. In an, in an overwhelming way, miracles, signs, and wonders. Listen, as a result of that, here it is, tag, you're it. <laughs> yeah. As ambassadors of Christ, family, as agents of the kingdom, God is empowering his body with the power, with the tools, the weapons that we need to get his plan done see for for so long now we've been so stuck on our own plans our own purpose god what is my purpose in the earth and then we keep asking him for the tools that we need for our purpose which is probably why we're not getting the tools we need because as believers it's not our purpose you're gonna hear me say this over and over again until you start using the same language you're telling your network it's not our purpose it's his okay paul says for me to live as christ to die is gain his purpose. So when his purpose is uh, uh, released in my life, he sends the tools that we need to get his plan done. Tag, you're it. Somebody put that in the chat. Tag, you're it. Yep. So then the Holy Spirit. So here's what I want you to see. For all of my movie buffs, I want you to see this. I'm going to give you two examples. One, I'm going to show you something. Uh, when, when my children were little, the boys used to watch uh, uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Okay? It's not the old one for the old heads. Not them. The new one. And so Mickey Mouse, whenever a situation would come up, they had this little thing called uh, uh, Toodles. They would call them old toodles. And so what toodles would do whenever I saw it, it immediately jumped out to me that toodles was the Holy Ghost. That whenever Mickey and them came to a situation where they really realized they needed a tool to get something done, they would say, oh, toodles and toodle would fly in and then give them these options of tools. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. And they had to make sure they chose the one that was right. That's the Holy Ghost. That's how he operates with us. Because whenever a situation happens, the Holy Ghost shows up and says, I want to give you this gift of the spirit to operate right here. I love it. Toodles is the Holy Ghost for us. We don't have to choose because the Holy Ghost, the text says that the Holy Ghost gives it as he wills based based on what's needed for the moment this is why we miss it and I, got, I i feel like i'm getting ready to chase some stuff right here but the problem is because they call you prophet you think everything every situation needs a prophet a prophecy no that's where we miss it because you operated in one gift one time doesn't mean that you're gonna operate in the same gift every time simply because God knows what tools are needed when they are needed. So for those of you who are uh, uh, James Bond fan, 007, 007, before he goes on a mission, he always has a conference with Q. And Q is the tech person 
all the little gadgets that he always uses are so dope, but they're dope because somebody is thinking about the situations that he may come into. Are y'all with me? So I want you to watch this real quick and we can see through this clip of 007 and Q how the Holy Spirit does us. Watch this. There is this cutting edge stuff. I'm trying to get to it. Weapon, please. One pane, unbreakable glass, one standard issue ring finger. Twist so, voila. Ultra high frequency, single digit sonic agitator unit. You know, you're cleverer than you look. Hmm, still better than looking cleverer than you are. Follow me, please. Now, new watch. Um, this will be your 20th, I believe. How time flies. Yes, well, 007, why don't you establish a record by actually returning this one? Your new transportation. Maybe you've been down here too long. The ultimate in British engineering. You must be joking. As I learned from my predecessor, Bond, I never joke about my work. Aston Martin call it the vanquish, we call it the vanish. Oh, very good. Adaptive camouflage, tiny cameras on all sides project the image they see onto a light-emitting polymer skin on the opposite side. You see, to the casual eye, it's as good as invisible. Plus all the usual refinements, eject to see torpedoes, target-seeking shotguns to shoot down mobile objects. Why don't you acquaint yourself with the manual? You be able to shoot through that in a couple of hours. Just took a few seconds, Q. Wish I could make you vanish. Hmm. And so what's so cool here is that uh, Q and the team thinks ahead of the game. They think ahead of the game to what he's going to need. Yeah, that Ashton Martin, Tony, is like they call it the Vashton Martin. And for those of you who are Bond fans, of course, that's the old one uh, from the early 2000s with Pierce Brosnan. But um, that's how the Holy Spirit. Now, here's our advantage, though. The advantage that we have as agents of the kingdom is that our God has gone. He, he determines the end from the beginning. So he already knows the situations and he has already dialed in for us what we're going to need. The, the, the gifts of the spirit that we will need for the moment. What we have to do is be available. Look, and we got to believe. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in, in a little bit, because some of the challenge, y'all, is that our faith is small when it comes to operating in the gifts. And some of the reason our faith is small is because we've been led to believe that the gifts only flow with people who have the title prophet or bishop or pastor or evangelist, come on, or apostle. And I'm telling you, that's not the theology of, of the gifts of the spirit, okay? A pneumatology, the flow of the spirit, the study of the spirit. That is not what we have here. That's not what the text says. So now, here's what I want you to understand is that God wants you to be informed about the gifts of the spirit. Are y'all with me? Y'all with me? Okay. Let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to look at verse 1, just the first part of that. Here's what Paul writes. And we, we skip over this. And, uh, and for years, you know, I just read it the way I've always heard it. But here's what he says. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren... I do not want you to be ignorant. Pause. So if all scripture is God breathed, then it is important that we digest the fact that God does not want us to be ignorant 
about spiritual gifts. So let me give you high level real quick. The whole reason he's writing about this to the church at Corinth is because we have some people now who have gotten saved and they were uh, they were of the old way. And now they are of the way of Christ and they're operating in things of the spirit, but they are getting it wrong because they feel like that those who speak in tongues are super spiritual and those that don't don't have something. That, that there's, there's this uh, spiritual elitism that was happening in the body. And Paul says, yeah, I want you to understand that that's not a thing. So he goes on to talk about don't think too highly of yourself just because you flow this way. Because you shouldn't kind of bank on flowing one way. But you go back and read it. That's a high oversight that he wanted to help them with understanding. Because they thought, listen, that speaking in tongues was the end all be all. And Paul had to help them understand that the gifts were to benefit everybody. And if you spoke in tongues without interpretation, it wouldn't benefit nobody but you. Look how y'all looking. Look how y'all looking. I ain't even going to ride down that street. I ain't even going to talk about your grandmama and them denomination like that. I'm not going to go down that street. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to tell you that the body should be edified when the gifts flow. And so Paul was teaching them, don't feel like you're so super spiritual because you speak in tongues. That should be between you and God. But if you're standing in the midst of the assembly and people are around, there should be, if you're going to be smart about it, there should be some interpretation. Y'all going to read it. Y'all going to read it. No, nah, Sherry, don't try to get me in trouble. Sherry, you're trying to get me in trouble. I, I ain't going to go. I ain't going to go because the people are going to be emailing me. But I'm just saying what I'm saying. God wants us to be informed. And that's why Paul taught it. But it is it's 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 a dangerous thing when a group of period of people form denominational flows and movements off of one act of the Holy Spirit and not get the whole counsel of God on the flow of the Holy Spirit. Yep. Don't tell them. Tell them don't text me. Don't email me. Okay. So now <clears throat> he wants us to be informed about the gifts of the spirit. But look, he also wants you to be informed about the fruit of the spirit. Everything, the whole act of the flow of the Holy Spirit in the church. OK, now I'm not talking about fruits of the spirit, but I do need you to understand the contrast. The fruit of the spirit has to do with our relationships and our spiritual quality of life. OK. But spiritual gifts, on the other hand, have to do with our calling and our function in ministry. OK. They work together, the quality of my life and the quality of my relationships based on my fruit. I'm kind, loving, huh? forgiving, long suffering. Are you with me? That's the quality. That's my relationships. But then when the Holy Spirit comes in and gives me the gifts, the gifts help me do what I'm called to do. They work together because if you mean as a snake and then try to give a word of wisdom or a word of prophecy, ain't nobody going to want to receive that. So that. Yep, we there. OK, spiritual fruit relates to who we are, but spiritual gifts relate to what we do. It helps us carry out. The plan of God, the purpose of God for our lives. Y'all with me. All right. So now let's talk about how these spiritual gifts manifest real quick. OK, and it kind of helped. It kind of worked out in the scripture that I gave you this morning with the uh, in the ESV. And as a matter of fact, I'll go back and read it. And I want you to see how they uh, kind of manifest themselves. OK. First uh, Corinthians four through 11 in the uh, English Standard Version says that there are different kinds of gifts. OK, but the same spirit. OK, stop right there. The word gifts right there is the word charisma. OK, OK, charisma It's the word grace. So the word charisma means a divine gratuity. OK, it's a spiritual endowment. 
It is a religious qualification. This is all in the Greek. It's a uh, miraculous faculty. So let me help you. One way that the gifts of the spirit manifest themselves uh, is going to be through a miraculous moment, a spirit endowed moment where only God comes in. And when someone lays hands and a miracle happens, that's the charisma, the word that means grace. All of the gifts are supported by the grace of God. Okay. Through God's grace. But that's one way. And that's the way that we're used to uh, seeing the gifts flow. But that's not all. Okay. Look at verse five. First Corinthians 12 and five says there are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. So now we find that the gifts of the spirit manifest themselves in charisma, the grace, this miraculous power. But it also manifests itself in uh, this service. The word service there is the word uh, diaconi or diaconia. It's the word ministry. It is where we get the word, listen, deacon. Or in some uh, faith traditions, deaconess. Okay? So that is a, it's a, uh, uh, like a teacher. Those who operate that way, a person who's a teacher, a person who's a deacon, uh, a minister in the church. So that's another way that the Holy Spirit manifests himself as it relates to gifts. Okay? So let's go back. Let's get verse 6. Verse 6 says, there are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in men. So there's another word. So we see that the first word is charisma. It is the grace or the, the charismata. The second one is diaconi, which is ministry. But now the third one is the word ernagema, um, ernagema, which is the word in the Greek to work. It's where we get the word energy. Okay, so now we realize that there is there is the gifts of grace. That's miraculous. There is the gifts of ministry, the way it manifests itself. And then the way it manifests itself is in work. Work is operation. It is the doing. So I want to make sure I'm clear before I move on here. What often happens is we kind of uh, measure our spirituality or spiritual maturity based on one part of this. So you can't say I'm super spiritual because I lay hands on the sick and they recover. Nor can you say I'm not spiritual enough because I don't because it's not just one way. Here is the thing. Where are you serving? In what part of the church, in the body of Christ, do you work and help? Because when you help, that's a gift of the spirit. Look how you look. So when, when the email goes out and says, hey, we need to register to volunteer. That's the, you, when you say yes, you submit yourself to the flow of the work of the spirit in your life. Because one of the ways that the work, the fruit of the spirit or the, the gifts of the spirit manifest is through work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's supernatural. It's ministry as in function, but it is also energy, the work as in helps. How can I help get it done? Whew. Boy, I'm preaching real good today. Yeah. So for all of you who keep asking, uh, let's keep going because I'm about to, I'm trying to I, I want to encourage you. <laughs> I want to encourage you today. Just give you some information. Can we keep moving? Can we keep moving? So now let me show you three things that hinders or that becomes obstacles that hinder us in operating in the gifts. Okay, three ob obstacles that hinder us from operating in the, spirit of, uh, the gifts of the spirit. Here's the one. Number one is the lack of confidence in hearing the voice of God. Okay, and then we'll say stuff like, was that was that me or was that God? Okay, lack of confidence in hearing the voice of God. That hinders us. Here's number two. Fear. 
What if I miss it? Yeah. And here's number three. Pride. What will others think of me if I miss it? If I fail or if I make a mistake. That's pride. So then many times we don't put ourselves, we, we don't make ourselves available because we don't have confidence in hearing from God. We have fear, okay? Or we operate in pride. And God says, I want to give you information so we can cancel some of that stuff out, okay? I, I don't even have, well, yeah, let, let, me, let me deal with it. Let me deal with it real quick, just for a second. It's not in my notes, but I want to deal with it. The lack of confidence from hearing from God can only be eliminated by spending more time having more communication with God and giving God time to speak to you. You ready? You cannot go in your closet and just talk and don't listen. Just so you can come out, pride, and say, I prayed. I was up at 5 a.m. I get up every morning at 5 a.m. and talk to God. Well, you know what? That doesn't impress me. What impresses me is when you say I get up at 5 a.m. every morning and God talks to me. Now, that impresses me. And some of the challenge that we have is that we may be developing our practice of prayer, but we're not necessarily developing our practice of communication. Are you with me? Yeah, we have a dialogue instead of a monologue. Or should, I'm sorry, we have a monologue instead of a dialogue. And we got to give room and space for God to talk to us. So I was having a conversation this week via text. And so I said to the other person, I said, listen, that's going to be a lot of texting. But I do want to hear what more you got to say. So just send me a voice recording. So they sent me, so we was having this conversation back and forth with this voice recording. And by the time the conversation ended, the Holy Spirit jumped in the conversation, unbeknownst to me, because I wasn't there like, Lord, speak. I was just having a conversation. But what I believe by the end of the conversation, that there was a word of knowledge that was released because the Holy Ghost says, here's what's needed in this moment. And because... We've built this dialogue. You don't have, uh, uh, you're not lacking in confidence in saying what I'm pressed, what I press in you to say. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So the Holy Spirit wants to be the conduit for our conversations, for our interactions. But when we have, uh, when we lack the confidence that we hear God, if you want to overcome that, you're going to have to spend some time in prayer but with that time, you got to spend it listening to him. Now, this could this could chase a long rabbit, but I, I don't want to chase it. But sometimes in hearing God. And I've said this not too long ago to Portia, I said, you know, I heard some stuff that was different than what I've heard before. And I have to. Weigh it to make sure it wasn't me. Yeah, I had to weigh it. I'm like, no, okay, wow. I know I feel, I feel like this. You've never talked to me like this, about this, this way, but I feel this, so I had to start weighing it out. And so then here's what I would say. God, send me some confirmations. Send me some confirmations so I'll know this was you. He will do it. He will do it. He'll send some confirmations. He'll send somebody. He'll send the, I mean, it could be some of the weirdest stuff. It could be a person. It could be you reading something somewhere and you was like, oh my. It could be that somebody starts quoting the scripture that he pressed in your heart, which gets your attention to hear what comes next. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I'm giving you some tools here to help you overcome this lack of confidence in hearing from God. Because as you operate in the gifts of the spirit, it's going to be important that you feel confident to know, God, I'm hearing you here. And, and listen, let, let me go on to this next one real quick and say this part. 
It's not that when you release this thing that you always have to preface it with thus saith the Lord. You don't even have to preface it with God said. Because let me tell you something. When you release something from God through the gift of the Holy Spirit, you don't have to pre give it a title, give it this big precursor. When people hear it, they going to know only God told you that. That's why when Jesus says, who do men say that I am? And Peter says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. He didn't have to say God told me. And then Jesus response was, oh, flesh and blood didn't re didn't reveal that to you, bro. That's a download from heaven. I already know it. So you don't have to walk around with this this thing, whether it's false piety. This is not me. It's the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about that. OK. Nor do you have to walk around in this fear of I'm afraid to say what God said. Listen, be the microphone. The microphone that I'm using here does not apologize when you get a revelation that's coming from God. The microphone says I don't have to apologize, nor do I have to say uh, disclaimer. Everything that Tim Fryer says comes from the Lord. The Lord is saying the microphone just going to do his job, receive or its job, receive the audio and convey it through this platform. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, you can go back later and say, God, thank you. I know that was you. I ain't even spiritual enough <laughs> to know that. I know that was you because you told me to get up this morning and I didn't because I wanted to most sleep. I was disobedient, but you used me anyway. Thank you, Lord. Anybody ever felt like that? Yeah. Okay. What, what's, what's my time? Oh, okay. So uh, that's how that's how we kind of overcome that obstacle have having lack, lack of confidence. Now, I want to say this to you. One of the things that hinders us is fear. Okay. Now, guys, listen. At some point. You're going to have to step over into the grace that you got at the point of conversion. When you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior, uh, Paul teaches us that we got a measure of faith. We're going to go through the gifts uh, of the spirit and talk about the gifts. And one of the gifts is a gift of faith that is different from the measure of faith that we've all been given. Because in order for you to believe, that you are saved, then you have to have the faith to know that because I said what I said, because I opened my heart to Jesus, that I am now saved. And now he is operating in my life. He is now using me. That's faith. Well, to the same degree, you're going to have to have the faith that the gifts of the spirit are available to you. Y'all, it's not just pastor. Uh-oh, Pastor laying hands on everybody. Let me go get up in this line. No, 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 no. I'm down with that. There is a grace that rests on me as the apostolic voice of this house. I get it. But to the same degree, based on what the Lord, the word teaches us, that the Holy Ghost gives it, gives that spirit of, of uh, the, the, the gifts of the spirit the way he wants to, to whom he wants to. And you got to step into that faith. Listen. Your gifts of the gifts of the spirit has nothing to do with your talent or your personal abilities, aptitudes. No, it doesn't work like that. I know. I know. I know. We see people who are charismatic operating in the gift of prophecy and, and we feel like, yeah, I don't like talking to a whole lot of people like that. So that gift ain't going to fall on me. Let me tell you something. The gift of prophecy could fall on you and it ain't nobody in the room but you and your cousin. The word of knowledge, the word of wisdom. Discerning of spirits where you tell your cousin, hey, I don't, I don't think that's the right deal for you. I don't, that don't feel right. You got to have the faith. You have to believe that the word of God is true in every area that it speaks, not just in the areas where, you know, you've been taught. Believe the word. Believe the word. I wake up. I'm walking on the word. Well, if you're going to walk on the word, walk on the word, make yourself available to receive the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit for the moment that God says, here's what they need. Are y'all with me? 
Yeah. Because we make it, we make it spooky. And what Paul is teaching, it ain't spooky. It ain't spooky. Listen, the Holy Spirit was here in Corinth operating among people who got pride issues. Because we feel like we got to be spiritually perfect for the Holy Spirit to give us gifts. And I'm telling y'all, that ain't the truth. Now, look how you're looking. Look how you're looking. Not every prophet is living the way he or she should. Look how y'all looking. But when the Holy Ghost says, this congregation needs to be built up, strengthened, corrected. I'm going to use, I'm going to give the gifts because there needs to be some development here. Because the gifts are given for the profit, the benefit of everybody. Okay, here's the last one I talk about that pride. What will others think of me? Listen, you cannot worry about that. Sometimes I'm going to tell you when I operate in, in prophetic flow or the word of wisdom, word of knowledge. I don't always know. I'm like, Lord, I'm going to say this because I hear you saying it. And what I don't question is your voice in me. I don't question that. Now, what you about to say, I'm scared. But I'm going to say it. I can't worry about what if it doesn't happen today? What if it doesn't happen in the next three, three to five days? See, probably be like in the next seven days. I, listen, that's what I asked the Lord. Can you not give me days like that? Don't give me specifics because I'm still I'm still. You know, opening my faith up even more to more specificity. But the bottom line is you can't worry about that's pride of what are they going to think of me if it doesn't happen? Think of you. Think of you. If, if you're worried about them thinking of you a certain way because it doesn't happen, then that's probably not God operating in you anyway. Because you're worried about you. When you know it's God, you be like, you can think about me, whatever you want to think about me. God told me to tell you that. I'm going to sleep. I ain't worried about it. I ain't checking no text messages. I ain't checking no emails. I ain't worried about what they saying about me. We're not worried about that because God said it. So if you got something to question, that's what I teach a lot of young ministers. When you come in, particularly into a new church and you start pastoring, talk to the people about what God says. Put people in conflict with God and not with you. So that's why you can't be running around saying every five minutes, God said, God said, God said, God said. Look how you looking. So when God does say, you can say what he says and keep it moving on to the next city. Okay. Here we go. I'm about to close it up for you. So then. God wants us to understand more about gifts, right? Brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant regarding, uh, regarding spiritual gifts. So then he tells us about them. He tells us uh, how they manifest, that it's not just this big uh, miraculous pow, that some of it is just ministry. Get in there and do some work. Help somebody. Are you hearing me? Do, that's, 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 in the church, we have celebritized so much stuff that we feel like if it ain't with a microphone and the stage, it's not big or it's not the work of the Holy Spirit. And I'm trying to tell you that's not true. OK, y'all have to go back in the replay. Listen, get your notes out, dig a little bit more so you can find out about this. Then I talk to you now about the things that hinder us. But I want to talk to you about our response to the Holy Spirit, to God wanting us to know more. How are we going to respond to that? Here it is. You ready? OK, so first Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31. Here's what Paul writes. But earnestly desire the best gifts. Woo. Okay. I'm going to give you another one. 
First Corinthians chapter 14, verse one. Paul writes, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. He goes, but especially that you may prophesy. Here's another one. First Corinthians 14, 13. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. Uh-oh. Now, I want, I want, you, to, I want you to get this because we don't teach this often, but I do want you to get it. Paul says that the way we operate with the Holy Spirit is that we pray, we earnestly desire, and we pray for gifts. That we desire and pray for gifts. He gives, the Holy Spirit gives gifts as he wills, right? But he will give these gifts for the right situation. That's why Paul says, earnestly desire the best gifts. What does that mean? The best gifts, the better gifts, the one that's right for the situation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So now we can desire. We, it's not just that, well, I, I don't know. Whenever a situation is happening as the believer, if it's a conversation, if it's a prayer moment, we should be asking, Lord, give me what you need me to have for this situation. God, I desire to be a maximum impact for you in this situation. So it is okay for you to desire and pray. It is not that I desire to pray and I want to be a prophet. It's not that I desire and I pray, God, make me a healer. No, 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 no. This is not pick the, the, the job you want. That's not what I'm saying to you. What I am saying to you, though, is that you're saying I want to make myself available for what you need in this situation. <sighs> Y'all got me? That's our response. Our response is to be available. To have a desire. To be used of God. For this situation for this situation man this is akin to all that i teach in corporate america about personalities i teach this in corporate america that just because you show up as one this is just who i am no that's what's easiest for you that personality is easiest for you but there are other things in you that's what emotional intelligence is all about Emotional intelligence is about emoting, grabbing the right response for the, the right situation to the same degree. Come on. Spiritual intelligence, spiritual gift intelligence is that not that I grab one. And so God is saying, I want you to lay hands and bring healing here. And you say, well, no, I don't do that. I'm a prophet. That's not being available. And more than likely, you're not a prophet because you named yourself one. Mm-hmm. Look how y'all looking. Look how y'all looking. Y'all go through here and read. <laughs> so look, I'm out. Let me give you these last four. Here it is. I'm going to give you four principles here. Here's what I want you to write down. Everything you've written down so far is what you wrote down. Here's what I want you to write down. Four principles that we must understand. This is it, and I'm done. Here's number one. God, through the Holy Spirit, releases gifts and tools for each of us to use as he wills. As he wills. God, through the Holy Spirit. Oh, they're going to put it on the screen for you. God, through the Holy Spirit, releases gifts and tools for each of us as he wills. Now, guys, this is important. As he wills is important. Be just because he flowed through you, the gift that you had, the last conversation you had was the word of wisdom. 
maybe this time he's not flowing that way. Maybe he's flowing this way in teaching. Let me teach you something. It's a gift. Y'all with me? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. Here's number two. God releases gifts based on the need of the situation. This is what I want us to get. Because the way we've been seeing it operating around the world, around the, you know, on platforms and stages, it's just that, hey, we go into, <laughs> we go into a healing. Let me ask you something. Suppose the kind of healing that's needed is not a phys- physical healing, but maybe it's a, uh, maybe it's a, how do I want to say it? emotional or a mental healing, not in mental, mental disease, but maybe it's a person that keeps making the wrong choice and God wants to bring a healing to that. What do you do? Maybe it's not the physical healing laying on of hands. Maybe it's a word of wisdom that says, if you keep operating this way, <laughs> word of knowledge, if you keep doing this, this is what's going to happen. And so you can't get stuck in one way. What we got to be is available. Here's a word I use in corporate and agile. Are you with me? You got to be agile. Holy Ghost, just use me. I don't have to have no, 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 no title. Use me. That was number two. Number three, we should desire forward slash pray for the best gifts for the moment. Use me how, as you see fit. Tell me what I need here. It's like going back to Q. Q gives James Bond several things. And in that situation, James Bond has to choose which one is going to work for the situation. What's better for us as ambassadors of Christ is that the Holy Spirit shows up on the scene right when we need him and say, here, use this. We don't have to think about it. We just got to be available. Here's number four. We should always depend on God for the best gifts, for the best outcome. Are y'all with me? So the four principles we must understand is that God, through the Holy Spirit, released gifts or tools to each of us as he wills. Number two is that God releases gifts based on the need for the situation. That's what our prayer needs to be. Number three, we should desire and pray for the best gifts for the moment. And we should always depend on God for the best gifts for the best outcome. So now what we find is I can desire the right gift. I can pray for the right gift. And then I have to depend on God for the right gift. That's where my faith kicks in. My prayer for you today is that you hear, that you believe, that you make yourself available, and that you allow God through his Holy Spirit to operate in your life. Take the brakes off, people. The kingdom of God is at hand. He is ready to flow through us. This is not just a senior leader kind of thing. The body is the body. And God is ready. He is waiting for us to be available, to take off this nervous. I'm scared. I'm scared what they're going to say. What they go think, that's your pride. You need to get that together. I'm not really sure if this is God or me. We need to get that together. We need to know that God is ready to use us. Are y'all with me this morning? So I want you to submit yourself to that. With everything happening in the world, I'm, I'm really trying to connect the dots. Why is God operating this way? Because there is a fear rising in the world about end times, about uh, eschatological happenings. We are seeing now uh, uh, it's harder to get 
food and prices and recession and all of that. And people are wondering. Some are afraid of eternal issues. Some just need prayer about day-to-day living. And I, again, I want to say it, tag your it. Okay? I don't work with you. I don't run in your circles. So it ain't past the need, past the need. My job is to equip you for the work of the ministry. So my prayer for you today is that you get it that you tell the Lord I'm ready to be used I'm sorry that we have aggrandized spiritual operations to the fact that you got to have be working for the church or be in full time ministry and I'm telling you that's not the purpose of God in the earth you need to be in the marketplace that's where Jesus went out to preach he wants to use you right there in that marketplace So I say to you today, yield yourself to the Lord and allow the operations of his spiritual gifts to go in before you and that you will choose and operate and do what you're supposed to do at the time that he's ready. God loves you. He saved you with the purpose in mind to hire you to work for him. Well, Pastor, you don't know what I've done. You don't know, you know, I've done some bad things in my life, made some wrong choices. Listen, I'm going to tell you what my pastor told me one day. He said, Tim, you can't fire yourself from a job that you didn't hire yourself to do. God chose you. And it's time for you now to step up. Be the employee. My dad would always say, whatever you do, do it for the Lord. So I want to tell you, kingdom loading, wherever you go, kingdom loading. Whoever you talk to, kingdom loading. Come on, wherever you end up, kingdom loading. You're the kingdom. You're the kingdom. So you can't be at graduation showing out. (laughs) Because somebody you can't see, kingdom loading. You can't be on the field at the football, football game, kingdom loading. What you need to be looking for is opportunities and moments for the gift of the Holy Spirit to be working through us. Let's pray together. Father, seal the word today. Help us. Show us the areas that we need. Help us with pride, confidence, faith, that we will be your ambassadors in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, invite somebody back with you. I think next week, y'all, I think we're going to be talking about, uh, I think we're going to talk about Noah next week and how he had the gift, but he didn't want to use it for whatever reason. So we're going to talk about it. And um, I want to encourage you to have an amazing week. If you need to get plugged in, to the body of Christ you can do that here there's going to be in the chat they're going to show you that if you need salvation you can text new life all right to that number and you can get salvation there's uh, somebody waiting on you to talk to you to help you make that decision if you want to become a member of our church you can text to that same number the number the uh the word Um, connect and you'll be able to get connected if you believe that this is your church if you believe believe that this is where I get what I need I'm learning, I'm growing why not connect why not so you can do that but there may be some of you that may be in the middle of the road like I want to learn more about this church um, before I make a decision you could do that too okay you could do that we have uh, Core Essentials. You can sign up and register for Core Essentials, and you can get the opportunity to learn more about what we believe and who we are. And then if you decide, you can make a decision after Core Essentials. So wherever you are, you know, we're, we're willing to meet you where you are. But listen, I'm not building an audience here. I'm building an army. I'm building an army of people who are ready to hear and not get fat on all this revelation.
but we're ready to use it. And we're ready to flow with it. Okay? So I'm not teaching you here just for you to fill up your phone with notes. I'm teaching you so that you will execute. That's my job. To equip the saints for the work of the ministry. I love y'all. I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you, Sherry. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, I think the chat's responding to some of your questions about deadlines and everything. So we look forward to hearing from you and uh, rolling with you. We're going to take our time through this kingdom loading series. So invite somebody, share the link with somebody, tell them to watch the, uh, the playback and all of that. So I just want you to know I'm praying for you. And I declare today that you are ambassadors of Christ, that you leave this place to seek and to save that which is lost. I declare in Jesus name that everything your hands touch will prosper. And every place the soles of your feet shall tread upon, you shall possess. I declare in Jesus' name that on your job, favor waits for you. You are not the problem, but you are the solution to the problem. I declare that money comes to you, but not just money, the wisdom to handle the money that comes your way. I declare that your home is established in peace, that your single life is whole, healthy, satisfied, purposeful in the Lord Jesus Christ, that your marriage is whole, healthy, satisfied, and purposeful in the Lord Jesus Christ, and the blessings of the Lord be upon you. Wholeness, benefit, prosperity, and favor may be your portion both now and forever. Go in peace, and the peace of God goes with you. I love y'all. Have an amazing week.